on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. The most gratifying part is seeing the true Iowa pride. Some of the best experience comes from actually doing something. And some of the best ideas come from those new to the workforce. That's the premise behind two unique summertime programs for students. We'll have details. We know Iowa's workforce and businesses have been affected by the COVID-19 virus. Now, numbers show by just how much. And we'll hear how one business collaborative is using cutting-edge technology to help healthcare providers during a time of shortages. This is the Iowa Business Report for the first weekend of April 2020. The Iowa Business Report is presented with support from the Iowa Association of Business and Industry. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry has been the voice of Iowa business since 1903. Learn more online at iowaabi.org. Here is Jeff Stein. As we face another full month of staying at home and businesses and schools being closed, it may be hard to see an end to our altered way of life. But experts agree that at some point, soon enough, various aspects of life will get back to normal. It's in that spirit that we tell you about two unique opportunities for students, both at the high school and college levels. Mackenzie Keelman is the Marketing and Engagement Coordinator for the Iowa Association of Business and Industry Foundation, which conducts the Business Horizons and Leadership Iowa University programs. Business Horizons is an innovation simulation that takes place in the summer uh, this year at Central College in Pella, Iowa, July 19th to the 23rd. It's an opportunity for high school students from all across the state to come together, team up as a startup, and take an idea from inception to investor pitch in a very accelerated five days. So this is not a passive summer camp by any stretch. There is the expectation that people will aggressively work in a very practical application and be able to get immediate feedback from mentors and from business professionals. That is correct, yes. So very little time spent at desks or in classrooms. It is hands-on application. So within our first few hours together, we launch into our simulation with the junk game. We have items that have literally been dumpster dived for and duct tape and teams compete for the best items. And by the end of that hour together, they have the first go of their product that they'll work on for the rest of the week. And so they will be doing product development, but also mission vision statements, financials, marketing, putting all the pieces together so that at the end of the week, they will compete with a product that's very close to what they would be selling on a shelf or however the team decides they would be distributing such an item. So to a very large degree, depending on how resourceful those dumpster divers are, that tells us what kind of product (laughs) we're going to be promoting this week, right? Yes, that is true. That is it. And then we do have one additional team that works as a part of our technology track. So they're Beginning process looks a little different, but they'll be coming up with a digital product that they will be pitching alongside these physical products at the end of the week. So that looks a little bit more like students who would be interested in IT, web design, coding software, those sort of pieces. But um, they're still bringing forward a sellable business and product. 
who is eligible to participate in Business Horizons? Any current high school student, grades 9 through 12, are eligible from across the state. Now, if they are a member of the class of 2020, are they able to participate, or do you have to be enrolled so that you'll be returning in the fall? If you are a current class member of 2020, you are able to, after graduation, participate yet this summer before heading off to college. It is a competitive summer course, um, and so I think all ages will find this very stimulating, getting ready for their next steps. We do offer college credit as a part of participation for a little bit of an extra, uh, heavily discounted, but for an extra fee on top of participation fee. And then there also is a Central College scholarship available. And obviously, this is a competitive process, as you've noted. Talk about the application procedure in terms of deadline and cost and what someone has to do in order to be considered for this event. Application is available online at www.businesshorizonsiowa.com. It takes probably about five to 10 minutes to fill out. It will ask details about interests and what the student might envision their next steps after high school to be. And that allows us to better craft the program and the opportunities to network with Iowa professionals more closely to their interests and very relevant to how this will apply beyond our five days together. The cost of the program is $325 before May 15th. The program per student actually costs us closer to $1,500 per student. But thanks to great partners of the ABI Foundation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit, we are able to offer this opportunity to our future workforce. So you actually are able to not only take the absolute best applicants, but you're then able to look at the pool and see how to tweak or adjust the curriculum to even further enhance the educational opportunities. So the curriculum may change depending on who actually wants to attend. That's very innovative. Yes, and the goal is to have as much diversity of thought possible within our participants. We include students of all interests and backgrounds and possible next steps, students who very, very specifically know or think they know what's next for them and students who are looking for ideas about what might be coming up next for them after graduation. Now, for those who have graduated from high school and moved on to college, there is another leadership development program, part of this leadership development continuum through life, and it's called Leadership Iowa University, or LIU. Tell me about that program, please. Leadership Iowa University is a week-long program, as well as Business Horizons is, and it equips participants with diverse knowledge and skills and perspectives to encourage them to go after their personal goals and consider what their next steps are as engaged leaders. In just five days, students tour more than 15 organizations of divergent industries. They network with over 80 Iowa professionals from various backgrounds, and they're able to learn more through speakers and workshops about navigating and contributing in the evolving workplace. Where is this being held? It is held throughout the Des Moines area. 
both in the metro, but also we try to get outside the metro and look at what small town life is and main streets and all the different living situations Iowa has to offer. We are on, on, on the move. Students stay at a hotel here close to downtown Des Moines, but we are often on foot or by bus heading out to lots of different organizations. So they spend a little bit of time in the Capitol, get toured by lobbyists to get behind the scenes perspective of how it is that our state capital functions and operates. Students have the opportunity to get exposure to agriculture. And this year, I believe we're working to head out to a farm and see that very firsthand. Students have the opportunity to see nonprofit work and the opportunities that exist within Iowa and giving back and supporting the fellow Iowans. Lots and lots of different opportunities during a very fast-paced week. One of the best ones that our students really look forward to is just how many different individuals they are able to connect with from different backgrounds and industries and learning more about their personal and professional opportunities. So let's talk about the application process for this because, again, it's a competitive situation and there are some costs involved. It is. The student cost to participating in this program is $500. Iowa companies have found this as a great opportunity to have a internship capstone at the end of their summer. Oftentimes, participants are supported by their summer internship company. Students can apply at www.leadershipiowauniversity.com. Again, the application probably takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and it gives us a better idea of their background and their interests and what they are hoping for for their next steps. Just lets us get to know them a little bit better as we bring together students of all different backgrounds and interests. And um, it's great to see them challenge each other and add insights to each other throughout the week. These students are able to put their specific perspective onto each opportunity, which is just outstanding. Mackenzie Kielman is the Marketing and Engagement Coordinator for the Iowa Association of Business and Industry Foundation. For more information, go to iowaabi.org and click on the Foundation tab on the main page. You can hear the full conversation online. It's an IBR Extra podcast. Still to come, the numbers are in, and they're not good. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. The Mid-American Business Conditions Index was released earlier this week, and it showed what we knew. The economy is taking a hit thanks to the novel coronavirus. The survey dropped below growth neutral to its lowest level since September 2016, and the confidence level was all the way down to 15 on a 100-point scale. The Iowa Business Council also released its latest quarterly survey of members this past week, assessing things at the end of the first quarter, and the level was markedly down from the same survey just three months before. Joe Murphy is executive director of the Iowa Business Council. So the Iowa Business Council's Q1 survey for 2020 does not look 
very good at all. Uh, we we are operating in a in a negative sentiment. It's a it's a score that we have not seen since 2009, frankly, uh, in the in the midst of the Great Recession. And this marks a a, a marketable decrease in scoring from, as you mentioned, Jeff, in from 2019 fourth quarter. Our survey went out to our members uh, in mid-March, and so this was something that um, is very timely and relevant. And so this does fully encapsulate business leaders and, and organizations' response to the to the global pandemic. And our overall score uh, this quarter is 37.5. And for the sake of your listeners, anything below 50 represents negative sentiment. So these are very trying times for Iowa businesses. That said, Iowans and, and Iowa businesses are resilient, and so we look forward to our comeback, but we just need to have a little bit more certainty as to what that might look like moving forward. And to really make the point, when you and I talked three months ago with the quarter four 2019 number, I think it was at 60.09. So to go from 60 to below 38, a tremendous drop in such a short period of time, but not unexpected. Certainly not. Yeah. I mean, you know, as you look at how this is impacting markets across the world, uh, workforces across the world, uh, this is not necessarily a surprise. We just know that this is a very unsettling time. This is something that we have to take extremely seriously. And that's why you're seeing so many Iowa businesses leading not only with work from home strategies, deep cleaning strategies, other companies uh, like Fairway and Hy-Vee stepping up and providing so many great health mitigation devices or, or, or virus mitigation devices in their stores. But we're also seeing great companies lead in, in donations of PPEs and other such aspects that are so critically needed at a time like this. For more of the numbers, go to iowabusinesscouncil.org. Up next, another example of Iowa innovation to the rescue to help those helping others. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. The Iowa Business Report is presented with support from the Iowa Association of Business and Industry, helping develop the next generation of business leaders through Leadership Iowa, Business Horizons, and Leadership Iowa University. To learn more, go to iowaabi.org. In our Business Spotlight segment last week, we highlighted the efforts of two businesses who got together to produce hand sanitizer from distillery alcohol. This week, a similar story. Eric Engelman is Executive Director of the New Bohemian Innovation Collaborative in Cedar Rapids. It's an organization that creates things, accelerators, co-working spaces, and more. They saw a need for face shields to be used by healthcare professionals. So a group of them thought about it on a Sunday afternoon and five days later were producing these with 3D printers and shipping large quantities of them to wherever they were needed, free to medical professionals who would use them right away. Eric Engelman explains how this came about and keep in mind the conversation you're about to hear was held a week ago. The number of items produced is therefore even more impressive now. There's a couple of friends of mine talking about uh, making face shields after the University of Iowa hospitals put out a call for it. Started to talk about ways to do it and and how to get it done quickly at high volume. Since that time, what's happened, we've uh, designed, went through multiple design iterations, ran them past a bunch of doctors at different healthcare facilities, and uh, came up with two final designs that we're now producing And if things go well today, we're going to ship about 1,000 units across the two models to hospitals all over Iowa. 
most of them we don't even we've never met. So it's all uh, social media, connecting people, uh, helping to kind of corral focus and building the right things the right ways. Volunteers delivering the pieces from place to place. It's it's really fascinating to watch. There's a, a really inexpensive, almost disposable one that does not require a 3D printer because obviously not everybody has one of those. Um, the disposable one is essentially a transparency sheet, like the ones probably you and I had in school back in olden days, with a uh, special rubber band or elastic strap, a piece of foam, some tape or glue, depending on the version, and you can just assemble those. And they're great for people who are, you know, maybe at a, at a desk where you might come into contact with a patient, um, but you're not, you know, leaping into a, under a, a gurney, you know, saving somebody's life. It's not meant for that sort of situation. And we've made uh, just about a thousand of those total so far and delivered those to hospitals all over. Interestingly, we can even just take them as kits and deliver them the pieces. We're just kind of collecting the materials and delivering them. The other one that we're making is a, a bit more complicated. That's the one that uses the 3D visor uh, piece of it. It's a sort of a plastic piece that people are making on 3D printers at home. Uh, we have a much thicker kind of shield on the front, not, not like that transparency sheet, about three, four times as thick as that. Um, it's kind of heavy campaign comparison. It's meant to be the sort of thing that you know uh, somebody would use in a clinical environment when an FDA-approved device is not available. Because that's that's really the backstory to all of this. The reason the shortage exists at all is because healthcare organizations are using something like 20 times as much of their personal protective equipment as they normally would, and the supply chain just can't keep up fast enough. So everything we're making is kind of temporary and will go away. I hope in uh, you know a matter of days or weeks uh, when the good stuff comes in. So we're just filling a short-term need with these two products. And Eric Engelman of the New Bohemian Innovation Collaborative says, as you might expect, there were a few snags along the way from original idea to finished product. Coming up with even just the right design to build when none of us are FDA experts, uh, for example. Uh, normally these devices go through rigorous vetting and testing over uh, you know, years probably, and we're trying to deliver something in you know, a couple of days uh, to fill a short-term need. And uh, so we had to get in contact with the right people, make sure we understood at least the, the core principles of what uh, you know, a certified device would need and how it would work, and tried to mimic that wherever we possibly could, knowing we could never live up to that um, with sort of hobbyist-produced versions. But that's, that was, that's one of the hurdles we've tried to figure out how to overcome. The other is, how do you just get the materials to the right places without, you know, there's no company doing this officially. It's just volunteers doing this. And, uh, you know, we need to get rubber bands to the right place and transparency is collected. And we like we're running on office supply stores and wiping out their entire supply of that and double-sided tape. And, um, you know, I went to Lowe's yesterday and walked out with a cart full of double-sided tape, for example, because we need thousands of rolls of double-sided tape. So it's just been interesting trying to figure out how to get the right pieces in the right places at the right time, because until somebody can actually use the thing, this is a adorable academic exercise. We want to help people be safe. I don't know how to say it any other other way than we're doing the best we can given the constraints we're under. We've uh, a bunch of the folks that uh, uh, we modeled it after some learning from the University of uh, University of Iowa. They were doing some great research. They're going to have a version that is or is very much closer to FDA approved, and we're uh, so we're trying to learn from the folks who are doing the official versions alongside us as best we can. Sometimes being in the right place at the right time can lead to major impact, and his background was uniquely suited for this challenge at hand. I've had the fortune of being an entrepreneur in several different endeavors. I uh, started a company uh, 20 some years ago in Cedar Rapids called Geonetric, uh, basically builds web applications for hospitals. 
Um, so happen to have a lot of connections to hospitals that are kind of convenient at this point. Um, that company is now about 100 employees. Um, today I work in a nonprofit that works with entrepreneurs, helping them uh, create new ideas. We actually run a small prototyping lab as part of that with 3D printers and things like that to help them build early prototypes. Uh, we do a lot of things with kids learning to computer science in schools, and uh, we work with a lot of companies that are trying to be more innovative. And so all of those sort of pieces float together, I think, just happen to be uh, an interesting background that makes it a little, uh, I've got, I guess I've got good connections, and I know all the people who are nerdy and want to build things and happen to have a little bit of a healthcare tilt toward it. And so just felt like this was the right time to call upon that set of uh, resources to make something happen. So it's on our website at newbo, N-E-W-B-O dot C-O, um, and there's a link right from there to or at the top of the page to our, our PPE page, which is the personal protective equipment, and we're continually updating that as fast as we can with videos on how to install or use them, clean them, assemble them. There are a bunch of groups all around the world doing that, so ours is just one example of that, but that's where we kind of keep track of, of what we need here in eastern Iowa. It would be my sincerest wish that nobody ever has to use this stuff. Um, they, they have professional suppliers who've built the right versions. And yeah, we're, we're creating stuff that is close, but it's not the same. And uh, it would be fantastic if all of this was wasted effort because they just don't need it because things don't get that bad. But the projections are that it could get a lot worse. And that supply chain hole is something we're trying to fill in case it does. Eric Engelman. Executive Director of the New Bohemian Innovation Collaborative, based in Cedar Rapids. Learn more online, newbo.co. That's N-E-W-B-O dot C-O. Thanks to Tim Harwood from Iowa Business Report affiliate KXEL for that conversation. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. You'll also find podcasts of full interviews with many of the folks you hear on this program. They're listed as IBR Extras. And we're also found on all the major podcast distributors, including iHeart, Apple, and Google. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is presented with support from the Iowa Association of Business and Industry, sponsors of the Taking Care of Business Conference in Cedar Rapids in June. Follow ABI on Twitter at IowaABI and online at iowaabi.org.